0: Off the Record, On The Rocks.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Record, On The Rocks with my buddy, Mr. Ancarino. Lara, how are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing great today, Michael. How are you?
1: Doing just awesome. Feeling, feeling the vibes, uh, feeling the back-to-school energy, feeling the the end of summer headed into September, and excited to connect with you, man. There's been a lot going on just beneath just beneath the surface in the Web3 crypto world, and I think it's all setting us up for a for an interesting fall. How's how's the end of your summer winding down?
0: You know, at the end of summer unfortunately winds down faster these days. I remember as a kid going back to school after Labor Day; those days are so long gone. Uh, back in school, but there's that little crispness in the morning, maybe a telltale sign of fall. And just under the surface, the ripples on top of the water, there's definitely that vibe. People are making moves, a lot of them secret, a lot of teases in the media. And it feels like this year, this time of year every year, at least for the last few, has that same, that same general tenor just as we're kind of rolling into Labor Day. Because, you know, as soon as September hits and Labor Day hits, everyone's got to justify their lives and work lives and get as much done before Thanksgiving. So I'm feeling like there's that, like, there's that this this is portent. It's like a, about to burst. I feel like we're going to see a lot of exciting announcements soon. So I'm, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and I think to give that macro view, you know, I've been at least peripherally paying attention to the Jackson Hole announcements, the stuff that's going on with the Fed. You you sort of you're hearing interest, like almost conflicting news when you read headlines about you know inflation. A couple weeks ago, we talked about on an episode like this was the buzzword through the summer, mm-hmm. but But then today I saw a report that was like the numbers that we got last month were slightly inaccurate, you know, as they get final numbers and they, the, the economists come back through and evaluate what the, uh, what the job numbers look like or, or what the inflation rate was doing last month. And it's like not looking as bad as maybe folks were predicting. And that kind of coupled along with some moves within the web three space, um, you know, I think one to to maybe start with and then it, it kind of cascades through to what I think is the good news coming and and what's continued <laughs> to get built. But MicroStrategy, we've talked long about the position that the CEO held in Bitcoin, seems like he got caught, you know, at a really just bad time, a uh, uh, what maybe was a, a bit of an emotional decision. I I've no idea, I haven't read read any earnings reports or listened to any analyst calls, but CEO of MicroStrategy stepping down as Bitcoin really hits what was likely a bottom. Can we call it
0: that? Yeah, I mean, we might be able to call it a bottom. It can always go lower. But I think what you're describing is with talking about the macro and conflicting information coming from economists, people being caught uh, because these markets move so fast. And I think what we're seeing, too, is that in general, uh, the overarching theme for me is that Technology has moved really fast in a number of sectors, it's called Web3 and crypto as just one giant umbrella for all the things we talk about. But then as well, it's been moving incredibly fast in other sectors, right? Because the, the, the hardware uh, developers for the multiverse, the, the new services that came out of the pandemic, where you're talking about delivery services or uh, you know ways to make people's lives easier, has improved so fast. But my general gut feeling is, economists and the kinds of tools and the kinds of predictive models that they use are woefully behind the speed which the market moves. So it's no surprise to me when someone comes back and says, Oh my God, inflation, inflation, the sensational news headlines about how, you know, people are going bankrupt in this county because they can't afford, you know, they're not gonna be able to afford heating in the winter or whatever the headlines are, or gas prices are going to hit $10 and you realize, Oh, actually gas prices already in California have bottomed out people are headlines say things like the new jobs report says we don't give a damn about the inflation report. And it's like all of a sudden we're giving personality studies reports. It's like, guys, you're the same people who just told us we're all going to die because inflation is too strong. Now you're saying, gosh, look, gas is affordable again. And people like, michael saylor and others get caught up i think in that same kind of hysteria that we all are caught up in these days that we believe every headline and like you said he got himself into an emotional position and like any normal good business someone at MicroStrategy just said hey mr Saylor, you're good at what you do talking and doing bitcoin stuff how about you just go do that like jack dorsey did on twitter and let a, like a operational ceo run this company just so we have a real business at the end of it all so to me that's the same like, it almost makes me feel like it's The the microcosm of micro strategies emulates the macro of the whole United States in that one person making one wild statement sets off a series of events. Three months, four months, five months later, God, look, look, maybe recession cycles, Michael, are no longer 10 years. Maybe recession (laughs) cycles are like three months. I don't know. Is crypto making it that fast?
1: I mean, that has been the discussion right we talk about the the pace of technology accelerating by factors and this the the speed and and the pace of change that you describe and that obviously has an impact on market cycles and everyone would agree that covid quote accelerated the digital transformation people being comfortable in these quote virtual environments um, you just said this recessions have maybe shortened and shortened their cycles, and I'm going to list off a couple of headlines. This goes back around to economists kind of waffling on what's happening. Literally, uh, J.P. Morgan boss Jamie Dimon has warned of an economic hurricane and told clients two weeks ago that there might be a, quote, 40% chance of a hard recession or, quote, even something worse. And then then the very next headline is, Wall Street CEOs warn recession is likely even as their own economists waffle. Uh, next one from Reuters two days ago. Recession could be U.S. banks' guilty pleasure. So this this inconsistent narrative, We we know that J.P. Morgan, smart money like Google we can get into, what Starbucks is doing, the investments in the crypto space that these big brands are making, while they're publicly out there warning of recessions or uh something even worse and that's something quote worse feel it feels like if i'm translating that it means decentralization like it (laughs) means it means the the floodgates open into these cryptocurrency worlds the decentralization that the, the the disintermediation of these banks which is maybe why they're like oh we're in a recession everybody keep your money still
0: I mean, yeah I, yeah, I think you might have something there. I mean, is, is it, are these guys trying to wag the dog? It sounds like they're trying to basically create the environment that they themselves can profit in, right? Because Jamie Dimon is—he's been the guy saying that Bitcoin was a you know a bunch of n- nonsense. Then he comes back saying it's actually really great. Like these guys themselves waffle, right? Yeah, and, and when then you they think set about up it, a this- headquarters
1: in Decentraland <laughs> and invest in Web three companies and buy cryptocurrency. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So out of both sides of their mouth, they got two conversations going. And if we think about, you said the cycles and how we've now just completely compressed them by orders of magnitude because of the speed of the new technology, because of um, because of COVID, that it would stand to reason to me that well, now every, we could like start listing off businesses, and and by you know pretty like eighty percent of the ones you're going to list have been disintermediated by new technology, and those things require money to run. So at some point, if everything from a gig, uh, you know, employee who you hire through, you know, uh, upstart to um, someone who you drives you around to someone who door dashes you stuff to all these things that happen in these little bit economy kind of piecemeal things, well, then logically, shouldn't we have a money and value system that is purpose-built <laughs> to fund all those little bursts of activity? And if someone like Jay Diamond comes around is like, well, wait a second, we're used to cycles that go 10-year, 10 10-year, 10 10-year, 10 10-year. And that's how our business is run and how we budget for the last 100 years. And you're telling me we only have three months to do 10 years of shit? Well, guys, <laughs> there's a pretty good chance there's a recession coming, and it's going to be a hard one. We're going to get ready. <laughs> you know? So when you hear, I hear all of that. It makes me like. Oh, it just sounds to me like quicksand, and guys like Diamond are just sinking slowly into it. And they're with their last breath, they're saying like, you know, leave it under the mattress. Don't <laughs> spend. You don't want a wallet. Don't get a digital wallet as they go under the mud. You know, it's like oh, they're just goodness. dinosaurs drifting into the tar,
1: and it takes us to. The two two headlines that move this narrative forward as the big brands, Starbucks, to unveil its oh. Web three rewards program. I and, want a hand clap. For that I box. mean, it, it's you know I I sent you a picture of my OG gold card stars from 2011, the original NFT, the physical card that you swiped at the store to prove you had purchased twenty coffees in the past month or whatever it is. Yeah and you got your free latte. I mean, that's going on chain. That's the plan. Starbuck rewards. And that reward program, there's nobody who 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 doesn't know about it. I mean it, it it's ubiquitous. And I think that's where the user adoption of it's just gonna revamp their rewards program. The difference now is that it it will live on in perpetuity. You will be able to to grant and gift your Starbucks rewards as generational uh, hand me downs, right? I'm going to be able to give this gift to my kids. Of oh, look at Dad's old track record at Starbucks, right? Like oh man, you know it's 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 true though. He had a
0: pretty he had a pretty rough February 2015. <laughs> Looks like he had about two lattes a day. It's a
1: silly example, but it does go. All the way to now this, now I'm, you know, I don't, it's a miracle I had that card and I pulled it out and it's all beat up and it's this physical card, but that's what now this NFT is going to be, just the digital receipt of the same information that that card used to handle. Um, And then the other one, I think, as you're talking about the overall disintermediation, we're talking about big brands coming into web three, despite what has been this kind of confusion in the market, you've got... um, Uh, Doordash and Meta Facebook marketplaces coming together. Tell me your take on this and what this represents in terms of uh, the pace of innovation and and Web3 and these brands getting involved. Well,
0: well, I think that this, uh, to me, this was really, really, really big news. And it kind of floated through. I, it, I almost missed it, to be honest, because there is no talk of Web3 in it. And I'm not following everything that Meta does or anything that, everything that Facebook does as a brand underneath that. Um, but I was literally just talking to someone who is in the business of doing delivery and then like, trying to figure that out. And there was just this moment I saw that and was like, oh, my God, this when you think about Meta or think about this just before it was Meta, Facebook was trying to do a lot of Web3 stuff right? They went out and they go and they get Oculus. They want to get a hardware play. We'll see if that ever really, you know, pays dividends. I still don't really believe the future is everyone wearing you know, VR goggles and interacting with the metaverse. But Facebook thinks that that was an idea, so they bought that. Then they're trying to run Libra. They're trying to do their own Web3 coin and their own cryptocurrency. (laughs) And that kind of fell on its face. It's on blockchain. You realize, oh, it's not as easy as copying and pasting Ethereum and then tweaking it. Like, you got to do a lot more to really scale something to the scale of Facebook, which is like, what, a third of the world of users? Or I forget what their numbers are now. But who has been doing really good things with, uh, with, you know, the new economy? Now, how much of DoorDash is Web3? I don't know, but a company that like I just described has gig workers who drive things around, and people think food like I want sushi over the holidays, my my wife's birthday. That's one thing, but you're talking like sushi comes, but also a new iPhone comes, and something else comes because DoorDash is just bringing you stuff. And now I'm thinking, well, what does Facebook always and Meta always really hated was the Bezos Amazon stranglehold on basically distribution of goods to people's households not only domestically, but in some cases, starting to branch internationally. I think maybe in one swoop, maybe even more shrewd than the buying of WhatsApp or Instagram, getting this guy on the board, I think might signal a future partnership where Facebook and their whole marketplace, because you can go there and I can get like your leather jacket that was something, something, and you're selling it to me through the marketplace as clothing in their used store. And then I hit a button and with one click, Facebook has integrated almost an entire Amazon style distribution network for local goods and enhances the entire sort of Facebook local presence. And you look at the board and the board has, I want to even say like the Andrew's in Horowitz dude still, the board has all these like old partners and investors. And when you get into that little club, it's not like you roll off, you know, like this, I feel like this is just the beginning of Facebook taking a, or sorry, meta taking a big, let's stand up and bump our chest against Amazon as the new economy rolls out. I think they think that maybe Amazon isn't as gig ready, isn't as crypto ready as the way that the social network is. And to me, it's just massive. We'll see how it plays out.
1: Let me throw something out. I don't know if you thought about this, but over the last week or so, Zuckerberg making headlines about his meta avatar. So this virtual version, this virtual <laughs> selfie, people didn't like it. He did another one. When I just heard you describe that you could go into my store and purchase my leather jacket, I'm picturing it in the metaverse inside of this immersive virtual world. You can now purchase a physical good in its virtual representation. And that's where I really see, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting, and then t- tie that into um, sort of a, a an NFT world, where now that leather jacket, when I purchase it through Facebook Marketplace in Meta as my avatar, now I'm wearing the leather jacket in the virtual world while DoorDash actually delivers the physical good to my front door.
0: Yeah, that's that's I think the synergy. I think you pulled it together perfect. Um, I I would I guess Meta's been thinking most about the NFT space and trying to figure that out per Zuckerberg's moves. But that combo, the physical digital combo. I mean, Amazon has the physical nailed. They're not doing a whole lot with the physical digital. Like you could argue that with the current news. I mean, maybe they're being quiet. But Starbucks and Meta with these two moves are actually ahead of Amazon, you know, Amazon doesn't speak a word of NFTs. They don't speak a word of, you know, anything, even crypto, like there's not even a way to buy anything using crypto anymore on Amazon's websites. Um, but then again, we've also said in previous episodes, hey, if you're not talking in the news, you're probably working and something's coming. Yeah. So haven't heard a lot from Apple, haven't heard a lot from Amazon, heard a lot from Microsoft, a lot from Facebook, a lot from all these other guys, but not the other two, the two big two. Um, yeah.
1: It's, it is very interesting to think um, what, you know, I think Apple is still sitting on something. I think they're going to do an iPhone announcement. It's still interesting to watch. If you see the iPhone announcement, uh, if you go to the website, um, on the Apple symbol, once again, this is maybe the third time they've done this. If you click on the icon from your phone, it loads an AR uh, experience right in the iPhone. So it's super, like interesting. It opens up this portal in AR that you can kind of walk through, uh, with stars kind of floating all around you and music playing. If you have your headphones in, uh, it's interesting how they're not talking about their AR stuff, but they're showing it. If you're paying attention they're they're, they're demoing a lot of this stuff right in front of our faces. Um, it, it made me think of something else as we were talking about brands stepping in, um, the, the other one that caught my attention was the, uh, MailChimp really uh, mm-hmm. stepping into this conversation, MailChimp bans crypto content creators without prior notice. So it, it feels like, um, you know, there's some cleanup happening there with, with the rug pulls and then it may, we can maybe even tie this into the, uh, tornado cash and the, uh, the arrest, the, the international arrest that was, took place with the developer of this kind of cryptocurrency. Money laundering tool, essentially. So, so Mailchimp, legitimate Web two brand, probably had a lot of Web three companies coming to set up email lists so that they could sell their NFTs, um, and they've had to, uh, to to shut it down. What's What's the read on this?
0: Yeah, you know, the the, the Mailchimp to me, it really does it. it, it the the let's, let's go back. The international, um, you know, extradition of the developer kind of has its i think there's more to the story um you know obviously it sets a really dangerous precedent it's a bad precedent when anybody who the doj or whomever is interested is convinced is doing something bad with crypto can sort of go and get them uh that's that always of course you know we talked about this for many times when you when you're a centralized company, when you're a name and a phone number and an address, you know, someone can come and get you. They can knock and they can call and they can just come and get you if they want to. Um, but I think that speaks a little bit more to like the example of the laundering of money that was going on. And this idea of looking the other way, right? You know, I, I create this product and it's intended to do this one thing. I'm sorry if bad people come and use it for a different purpose. That's not my fault. Right? That's sort of the position a lot of these guys have. MailChimp would say the same thing. Hey, we're a web two mail service but yeah there are some bad web3 people who are using our tools to commit crimes it's not my fault what mailchimp would say you know i'm the gun manufacturer and someone goes in and does a crime in california now they're just passing uh, a new bill which says that if you do a crime with a gun you actually can now sue the gun manufacturer that's a whole new precedent but up until now you make the product you do something bad it's, it's your fault not the person who makes the product's fault but i think that the like the hammer coming down at mailchimp as hard as it did is the same sound that when the DOJ went and grabbed the developer from from Tornado, that it was someone realized real quick, holy shit, there are so many email addresses here and MailChimp, and they look probably at their like records of how many companies have signed up for accounts in the last three years, and they're like 95% crypto related. And they must have just said, we are literally going to all go to jail if we don't just drop this hammer as hard as we can and make it so nobody and they'll have to have a whole team probably vetting like they just basically entered the same world of security pain. And privacy costs that, like Twitter's been in, trying to fight bots and like bad speech. Like, there's <laughs> Web Two is just getting hammered by Web Three, and there no one's prepared from privacy, from security, scaling, none of it. It's it's like they're getting the pandemic wave of usage of crypto in Mailchimp the same way that Zoom got crushed with the real pandemic, and now they're just scrambling. And, I, I think love- it's dangerous. Down, dangerous days. I
1: I love the description there of it being the same hammer coming down because it, it I, I I kind of lumped them together they they felt like they fell into that that regulation but it does start to make sense these are kind of in two different worlds literally the the rug pulls I think that were happening last summer around the NFTs I I, I remember the first time I heard about Tornado Cash summer of 2021 where. I had my first rug pull and somebody found the wallet that had minted the nfts and there's one transaction out of the wallet into tornado cash it's literally spins the cash around into hundreds or thousands of wallets to 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 wash it multiple times <laughs> transactions and then back to another wallet that can't be tracked and identified because you don't know where the money ended up um and it from a technology perspective it sort of blew my mind uh the moment i thought about like these little pixels little pieces of data just being spun and the computer knows how to get them all back without you being able to track it that is what was happening and and i will say that that volume of rug pulls within the nft market it's almost like the nft market is a bit of a leading indicator here i know you you keep pushing me on on following what's happening with nfts and what it means for Ethereum and how that comes back around to Bitcoin. And we, we, we still haven't talked through the overall Ethereum merge and everything that's being set up for September. But all of that is, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought there as I went into the Ethereum merge, but NFTs as the leading indicator, um, I think those rug pulls have, have diminished. I think those hammers have come down. I think the DOJ has gotten involved. I think the regulators, the the uh, SEC has gotten involved. I think you're getting the clean out of the CEOs. It's almost like MicroStrategy kind of takes the fall. <laughs> like, all right, we were over-indexed on that. And I think, again, it just makes me very bullish as we head into the next couple of quarters, those mixed messages from the economists. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe it's a shorter cycle. And, you know, I also listen and watch the retail earnings and they're not, you know, they're not, they're not, uh, these companies aren't hurting for money. They're looking for places to, to park it and things to build. And web three is exactly where it's going, which is why, (laughs) which is why the regulators weren't ready for it. It's happening so fast.
0: Yeah, you know, and the, as you describe uh, Tornado Cash and as you describe the way that it works, <laughs> I, mean, I think any reasonable person would say it seems like it's designed to do illegitimate business. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, there's not really any, it's hard to make an argument that says why you would need to do that exactly. Um, so it, it makes, you know, it, it kind of, it smacks a little bit of like the Ross Ulbricht, you know, arrest, um, who I think it's o- 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 Ulbricht or Ulbricht, I forget, but, Um, He was a young guy who basically was the guy who created Silk Road. And Silk Road, you know, is sort of was created to be that safe haven for people to do bad things. And I want to say he's serving like a massive amount of time in jail as a result when they finally arrested him. Um, You know, this developer, Tornado Cash, could also find that similar fate because you have to establish that if you're going to create something that's mostly used for illegal purposes, then you're going to have to be made an example of Um, the the hammer coming down sort of similarity, I think that you're gonna, we're gonna see not just MailChimp, but like, I mean, there's gotta be what, one or two or three companies doing email. MailChimp is one of them. There's probably a couple others. Um, I don't know what where Gmail stands with that or others, but I feel like they're all gonna have to start to constrict. And then like, we think we talked a little bit about that. There's gonna be this need of some level of I don't want to say regulation, but let's call it organization. And if you remember, like, to take it back to Web 2, as the wild, wild west of Web 2 came out, it finally settled upon, you know, now there's, what, three to four companies that effectively run the Web 2 Internet that let us see things that they, they, the algorithms and the humans behind them, say, are websites that are safe and okay for us to see. There's things called safe search. Internet pages are served through service from, like, basically the fan companies. And... When you go and you think about Current Web 3, you really don't have, and 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 I think previous episodes, we've talked about the importance of this, but there's not really a search. There's not really an index. There's not really an organization, a way to go and say, hey, what are the cryptocurrencies? Can I see them on one page that are, quote, legitimate? Like you would look for a page of website URLs, let's say on an early Yahoo. Search results. Um, is there a place I can go to where the approved content that's being created, call them NFTs, exist? And you know that you know maybe someday in the future, Amazon and Netflix and Apple Plus and Disney Plus have NFT galleries alongside their TV shows and their streaming movie content because we're all going to need a place to go where we believe it's safe for our families for us for the kids from whomever to then consume the web three content and as it is right now if you just follow the press it's no wonder people are still nervous about crypto everything in the press is people you know being arrested and dragged down for all this illegal behavior but one thing i wanted to also say which i think is kind of interesting is the um the the, the global kind of the, the the global effect which i think is is coming and maybe while we're also feeling those good vibes is all of a sudden you know, the price of Bitcoin starts to bottom out, and everyone has a sensationalized, you know, the reason as to why that is. Everyone piles on, there's so much information, misinformation, disinformation, whatever. And we start to feel like in these extreme cycles, are we always just wagging the dog? Are we. Creating headlines just to spur activity. Of course, we are. Does Elon Musk tweet about Doge when he wants Doge to pump? Of course, he does. So, if you were, if you will sort of talk like the way we talk about things that are happening behind the scenes, well, there's a lot of people with a lot of money who want to get into Web3, and probably a lot of people jealous of Michael Saylor, frankly. And if someone says, hey, I want to get in a position like him, but I can't afford it because he's three to me, even like down to like one of the lowest levels recently. Okay, well how about I call a few of my friends and how about we figure something out? Let's just overextend a couple of these knuckleheads via the capital investment, like three arrows. Let's use three arrows as a fall guy, the Patsy. Let's overfund Celsius, let's overfund Terra, let's overfund all these DeFi weird loan guys. Then let's just bottom out the entire Bitcoin market (laughs) liquidate all these positions and then surprise surprise guess who comes in with a 1.5 billion dollar crypto bet Google then who comes in all these guys buying up and I think we're just gonna start to see that fall run-up of all the old pals with the old money taking advantage of the low price and they're just trying to get their stuff in order everyone loves acquiring companies when they're down no one wants to buy a crypto company or invest when they're high-flying yeah. Um, it just feels a little too cute right now that we bottomed out just before the fall, and now we're coming up again.
1: And and it has traditionally been for the last couple of years that same September cycle. Um, I, I also think the other thing that makes me bullish there, um, the sort of lateral movement. So the you know if you're looking at the the, the price of Bitcoin or Ethereum, that there has kind of been a, a sideways movement. It's been up and down, but it's still sideways over you know the last couple of months overall. Which, in the course of a you know a year long or two 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 or five year view, is going to feel like a a normal cycle. Um, two other quick things: one, you you briefly touched on there, but um, I don't think we really dug in that that Google or or Alphabet, the parent company, Alphabet, is now right? the the world's top blockchain friendly investor. Pumping 1.5 billion into the sector. This is um, coming from Forbes, um, and yeah, it's between September 2021 and June of 2022 with four rounds, taking the lead among publicly listed firms investing in the sector. It's huge. So smart money is coming in, and then I'll I'll take I'll take that all the way back around to NFTs as the leading indicator. I don't know, and I always give you my board ape news here, but I don't know if you saw uh, that Mars Candy has officially unveiled its board ape themed M and M's. How no. much more classic does it get than M and M's? And that tells you that Yuga Labs and the board apes is a huge player. Um, this is Mars unveils
0: board ape themed oh M M&M and M candy. I Amazing. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mainstream, right? It's, it's truly bringing what would be otherwise completely, uh, unlikely partnerships or unlikely collaborations. You would never picture this mutant ape on a, on an M and M, but here is this cultural force from the web three NFTs putting out the most beloved hard shell
0: candy, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Beloved hard shell case, right? You should be. We should be marketing for <laughs> Mars. That's a, that is a. This is fascinating, actually. This is really interesting. Um, you talk about ubiquitous distribution. We're talking about every movie theater. Yeah. We're talking every. I mean, there's not very few growth hack move, go. right? Go. Like
1: it's it's it makes so much sense. Um, I will say I'm going to have to keep today's show tight. I don't know if you've got, yeah. got any closing thoughts. Uh, anything one, one closing as we. Thought,
0: uh, one closing thought for you before we wind this one out, um, which we, we talked about. Well, first, I wanted to say, you know, kudos to uh, to us and talking about some of the Starbuck from long time ago. I want to say it was almost a year ago. Thinking about yeah. Starbucks as one of the first obvious guys to do their own crypto. I mean, whether or not they're doing their own crypto or not will remains to be seen. But I think that was as a big move. A second thing, um, you know, when during pandemic, when the government was just printing stimulus checks like crazy. Uh, there are a lot of pundits who would, you know, argue that that was actually flooding a lot of the stock market, the real estate market, and the crypto market. People were taking these, uh, you know, st- stimulus checks and actually using it to buy other things, incidentals, as opposed to just their paying their mortgage. Well, the news is coming, and I think it just hit yesterday. Today, the the full the full cost of it, I don't know, but it sounds like we're absolving a massive amount of human uh, of human of student um, loan uh-huh. debts. Yeah, and didn't even that, get to that. I think is going to be its own little mini kind of hidden stimulus. Because if we're talking like hundreds of billions of dollars in forgiveness, then that's hundreds of billions of dollars that go somewhere else. Um, and these are people who are students, so ostensibly educated, getting jobs and being a part of the, you know, tax paying economy, which are people who have interests like you and me and who have families, and you know, that little extra money could come in real handy this Christmas. Or in September when you want to load up on some low cost Bitcoin. <laughs> Which I'm gonna do starting today after our call.
1: <laughs> Dollar cost averaging. that's not financial that's right. advice. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. It's been a
0: pleasure. Thank you so much. Off the record on the rocks.